Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. With Earth Day 2020 here, we thought it'd be a great idea to bring one of the environmental leaders in the golf industry on the podcast to share his story. So we're joined by Isaac Brewer. Isaac is the superintendent at the A.L. Gustin Golf Course at the University of Missouri, Columbia. On land that's owned by one of the biggest universities in the Midwest, Isaac and his team have created not only an awesome environment for golf, but for a number of different plant and wildlife species. On this podcast, Isaac's going to describe the methodology behind some of the environmental efforts at the A.L. Augustine Golf Course, and he's going to share some tips to help superintendents that are thinking about boosting the environmental profile of their golf courses even further. We know you can learn a thing or two from hearing Isaac's story, and we're glad that he was able to take some time to join the podcast. Well, Isaac, thanks for joining us. It's awesome to have you on the podcast and to, to talk about your environmental efforts and Earth Day 2020. And the, the first thing, just tell our listeners about the A.L. Gustin Golf Course and what it means to the University of Missouri community. Describe it in your own words. Okay, well, it's a, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, a, it's a great asset to the university, the golf course here is. And, and we're right here on campus, right on the edge of campus, um, you know, kind of right in the middle of Columbia. And uh, we're, we started doing a lot of environmental stuff, you know, a long time ago. Uh, it started in 1995, I believe, with our head pro, Jim Knazel, starting the Audubon uh, International um, Sanctuary Program process. And, and, and when I came on in 96 um, as the assistant superintendent, we kind of worked through that together and kind of finished everything off. Um, but Jim gets a lot of the credit for kind of getting everything started out here. Um, when I showed up, he um, already had 26 bluebird houses on the golf course and was already monitoring houses on a, on a weekly basis during the nesting season. And uh, we're still doing that to this day. Um, so I, I believe our total as of the end of last year was 3,007 baby bluebirds have uh, fledged from the houses out here. And uh, so that's been a, a big uh, benefit to the whole area and um, to Boone County, really. And you know, we started doing the pollinator plots um, about 10 years ago. Um, I'm working with a guy by the name of Tim Reinbot that works out at the MU South Farm. It's a research facility. And he was looking for a place in town that he could bring farmers and landowners and show people um, – how you could turn a fescue field or a fescue yard into a actual pollinator plot. And um, so we prepped the site for them, and, and we seeded on top of snow that year, and that was 10 years ago. And so it, it, it was an area on 10 that we considered to be out of place. So when we do these pollinator plots, we're looking for places that we consider out of play, you know, an area that golfers really shouldn't be in or around. A golf ball shouldn't be hit in there. And um, it's we're taking areas that we would be mowing once a week or twice a week and turning them into specifically a pollinator plot. And what I mean by that is, is a plot with no grasses in it and 20 to 25 different types of native wildflowers to Missouri. And so we're saving on fuel and wear and tear on equipment and hourly uh, employees, paying them to mow these areas. And then and, and today we're up to, I think, six or seven different actual pollinator plots but um, you know the the support from the community and the university has been huge 
Um, people are excited. I give lots of tours every summer. Um, you know, all kinds of groups come out and, and want to take tours when things are in bloom. And so it's not uncommon for me to, to meet a group of 15 or 20 people out here in the evening at 6 or 7 in the evening when, when things are kind of dying down a little bit on the course. And we jump on 10 or 12 carts and, and go take a tour of, of all the, the pollinator plots. And we have a big um, uh, kind of a prairie area down on 12, 13, and 14. And I have a trail that we can drive down through. And um, it's really cool that the people really like to see what we're doing right here in the middle of town. And, and I tell people, you know, that if I can do it here, you can do it at your house. I'm not an expert in this. I've learned a lot over the years on how to do it. But um, there's people around that can help you do this on your own house, at your own house or on your own property as well. But, you know, for the the community has really em- embraced it. And um, I get we get lots of compliments on it for sure every year. What did it mean in 1997 when the course became the first university facility to be fully certified in the Audubon Cooperative Sanctuary Program? What what did that mean to to you and everybody in in, in the community surrounding the golf course? Well, it, it, they all enjoyed it, and, and and they're all you know everyone is kind of reaping the benefits of seeing you know what the team here at Augustine has has done around the golf course from bluebird houses to uh, we now have four beehives. Um, the people can, you know, they obviously can't get real close to them, but they can see them and know, know that we're uh, attending to them when needed be. And uh, the pollinator plots, and everybody was excited. We have all the um, um, certificates hung up in the pro shop. Um, they all look real neat, kind of above the drinking fountain. So every golfer that comes through the clubhouse and gets a drink or, or walks through can see that we are Audubon certified and that we do take it seriously and uh, you know we are paying attention to what we're doing and, and it's you know it's a great asset for the for the university and the community and, and we want to take care of it the best we can you know we chatted a little off air you started working on golf courses as a teenager in Rolla Missouri which is between Springfield and St. Louis where, where did your interest from the relate uh, in the relationship between the environment and golf kick in when did you realize that a golf course could be a, a, a giant environmental asset and you could play a big part in that you know when i started at oak meadow and rolla um i didn't think there was much else to golf course other than me weed eating all day but as i you know got out of college and and worked at uh i worked at country club in missouri here in town for a couple of years and then became the assistant at Guston in 96 you know there was already a prairie area out here and when i started we were doing a controlled burn on that area and I thought, you know, this is this is really cool, light stuff on fire. And, uh, you know, these big grass, prairie fields, they, they burn real well. And, you know, it was just really cool. So then I started looking at other areas on the golf course that we could burn um, and help keep uh, invasive species down. You know, fire serve, it's a very good tool to use uh, for lots of different reasons. And um, so we, we were already doing several things environmentally wise and kind of over the years it just kind of grew and grew and and the we did the pollinator plot i think it was in 2010 was our first one with tim and you know at those times we're, we're looking at ways that we can save money you know if we can save money and become more environmentally sensitive and friendly i think it's a win-win and you know since then i think we've got over five acres in pollinator plots that's just pollinator plots may not be quite five but 
these are things that I, th- I think there's room on every golf course in America um, to plant a pollinator plot, even if it's a very small area. You can find some native wildflowers in your area that you know can benefit the local butterflies and, and birds and bees. You know, we're in a main corridor for monarchs as they travel north this time of year, and as they travel back south in the fall to overwinter in Mexico. And monarchs, everyone knows that uh, populations are down over 90 percent. And um, being in the corridor, there's lots of golf courses in the corridor up through Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, um, and farther north. There's room for golf courses to plant milkweed. These monarchs have to have milkweed to survive, to lay their eggs and feed on the nectar. And and um, I think there's room on every golf course to kind of give these monarchs a, a, a small stopping point on the way north and back south that can that can help them. Now they have other factors that they're up against, obviously. Um, but I think there's room on every golf course in America and probably the world for that fact that could benefit the local environment. We've created so many little different types of ecosystems out here that seeing different types of bees that we've never seen before and and birds and, you know, all butterflies, lots of stuff I can't identify, but I know that I've never seen it before and probably wouldn't see it if we didn't have uh, some of these pollinator plots out here. What type of uh, time commitment has it been establishing these pollinator plots over the last decade? It's really not near as much as what people think. Um, The way we do it here, and I know there's lots of different ways to do it, what's worked well for us is areas that we're turning into pollinator plots are normally mowed at three inches tall fescue. Um, We go in and spray in September with a herbicide, spray in October and November. So we're spraying with herbicide three times to get rid of that fescue. Then we're coming in in January and seeding these areas. And then the last five years, we've had a youth pollinator event where we have kids come out and throw a wildflower seed down as well. I partner with the local Quail Forever chapter and the local MDC, uh, private lands conservationist, Ryan Lukanoff. He's been a, a giant help in helping us um, work our way through these pollinator plots. Uh, As far as time commitment goes, you know, it doesn't take long to spray a little quarter acre, half acre plot three times, and then we spread the seed. Um, Usually the first year, sometimes the second year, we'll need to mow them down. They can tend to be a little weedy the first year, and we maybe mow them four, five, six times and kind of keep them at about shin height. If they get up above, you know, knee, some of those weeds, ragweed is a common weed that you see a lot. Uh, that can start blocking out the sun and, um, you know, taking water and nutrients and sunlight away from your wildflowers that are growing down below. So we we mow them down four, five, six times, um, you know, kind of April-ish through uh, October. Keep that down. Second year, you may have to knock it down just a couple times. Third year, you don't do anything. Fourth year, you know, they're, third year they're considered mature and pretty much full established. Um so there's really not a whole lot involved, honestly, um, here in, in Columbia, Missouri. Um, it, you may have other struggles in other parts of the country because of weed pressure or other things like that. I'm not sure. But for us, it, it's really been, um, been real well. It, it doesn't take a whole lot of time at all. How important is it to have uh, your staff and the entire golf course staff buy into these programs, and how do you develop those alliances within the facility to, to bring awareness to the environmental efforts? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's very important. And, 
I have I have two assistants that have been with me for 20 years, Eric Acton and Nick Gilbert, and without them, this wouldn't happen. I mean, they are they are amazing. They have fully bought into it. They're here helping seed and spray and, and knock down uh, weeds uh, the first year. Um, they have fully bought in and, and are a huge part of the success here. Um, Jim Knazel, Aaron Weir, and Kyle, all in the pro shop, are uh, amazing assets to the golf course as well. They do a wonderful job communicating with golfers and, and letting them know what we do and why we're doing it. We also put up signs around all the pollinator plots you know, so the golfers know. We also have people walking the golf course. Everyone in the community knows what we're trying to accomplish because that first year and sometimes second year, you're not going to see a whole lot of color. It's going to look, quote, unquote, a little weedy. Um, so you have to be patient. And, and, and the guys in the pro shot, Jim, Aaron, and Kyle, they do a great job with communicating with golfers and, and letting them know what we're doing. And, and the, whole, the whole team, you know, all six of us, um, I think overall have done a really good job. And, and none of the awards that the golf course has gotten would be possible without, you know, all of us working together. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a team effort for sure. What type of alliances have you formed beyond your staff and the people that work at the golf course and what has it been like establishing relationships with some of the youth groups and other organizations in columbia and the state of missouri it's been great i i've uh, been working with guys from uh, missouri department of conservation they're private lands conservationists so they have all the education and all this kind of stuff i've, I've um, in my time here been through kind of three or four of them and every one of them was a great guy and learned something from them um, Quail Forever has been a great chapter to be involved with. Um, they're all about trying to get habitat on the ground, and a lot of the habitat that's good for pollinators is also good for quail. So it's been a it's been a great uh, partnership as well. As well, working with the guys at South Farm um, several years ago was good getting to know them and, and kind of learning about what they do, and and them kind of learning about what we do has been great. Um, you know, I've I've met a lot of people. Through um, through the different groups to come out, um, it's been it's been awesome meeting meeting lots of people. I went to a uh, a monarch symposium about four years ago. If you'd have told me thirty years ago that I'd be at a monarch symposium as a golf course superintendent, I thought you know you're crazy. And we're trying to come up with people come up with different ideas and collaborate together, bring all these people together under under one umbrella to kind of help benefit monarchs and, and try to figure out how we can all help each other and kind of all be on the same page so met a lot of a lot of great people and um, it's been it's been great Marcus Gray with uh, monarchs in the rough Audubon International has been great I've met with him I saw him down at the uh, show in Orlando and we talked uh, a little bit and uh, he's doing a great job with that monarchs in the rough program they provide seed to golf courses around the country to plant monarchs and other um, native pollinators so uh it's it's just been awesome i you know get to talk to all kinds of people that i wouldn't uh normally talk to you know otherwise uh, you know i've had guys reach out to me on twitter and and ask me questions about what i'm doing why i'm doing something here and they want to do something at their place they're not sure how to get started so you know i love i love talking to people and you know if i can do it anybody can do it the golf course is in a high visibility spot on a major college campus. How do you think 
these environmental efforts and the way you've protected the land have helped the golf course public relations wise? I think I think they've helped a lot. You know, 30, 40 years ago, um, golf courses, a lot of golf courses got a bad rap for overwatering, overspraying, overfertilizing, and, and you know maybe some of that was probably rightfully so. But I think superintendents in today's age are so much more aware of the environment and what they're doing and how it can affect what's you know right there around them. I think superintendents today are doing a great job um, for their golf courses, and you don't you don't hear a lot of those stories. So I think that it's I think we're on the right track. Golf course superintendents around the world are are doing a great job with about being more environmentally sensitive. You enjoy hunting. You enjoy f- fishing. You enjoy being outside. With that in mind, what are what are some of the cool wildlife encounters you've had on the golf course over the years? What are some of the most memorable? Uh, things you've seen in that regard well we are right in the middle of town and, and the mm-hmm. population of columbia is about 120,000. i was mowing the driving range yesterday and had a coyote run run right by me the day before that we had a turkey at the uh, bird feeders right behind the pro shop uh, you know we see lots of deer lots of whitetails around uh, i've seen some bobcats uh, we made a list of birds that we've seen out here, and I think we're up close to 100. So um, there are just lots of cool things around that you don't really, until you really start looking, you don't really know they're there. And uh, being right here in the middle of town, I think it says a lot that uh, all the different animals that we attract to this this property. You mentioned there were maybe two dozen bluebirds there when you started. Uh, over 3,000 you've, you've seen now. How, how frequently did you see a bluebird uh, 25 years ago on the golf course, and how often do you see them now? Well, you, you saw a few back then. You didn't mm. see, you know, you didn't see a whole lot. In this, and, the, and the bluebird is the state bird of Missouri. Mm. Um, we saw a few, but you didn't see a bunch, and now it's just there everywhere. I mean, you can't drive 100 yards without seeing bluebirds. And, you know, I've obviously over the years they've really spread out across Boone County, um, and our, our our 26 Bluebird houses are still up, still in original locations. We've got a lot of Purple Martins. Um, we've got some gourds over by the clubhouse that they like to use in some houses. Um, we've got some tree swallows nesting, and uh, it's 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 pretty cool out here for sure. You know, we're coming up on Earth Day 2020. What does that day mean to you and your team? I know a little bit of different circumstances this year because of everything going on with the world, but what, it, what does Earth Day mean to you and your staff, and do you use that day to reflect on everything you've accomplished? Yeah, it, it's, it's important, obviously, and, and we've, you know, we're only here once, and, and I've got three boys um, that are outside all the time, and you know, with them being home all the time here lately, they've been out fishing a lot. We have a lake in the backyard, and and doing a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, it's important to all of us. And, you know, we need to take care of the earth we have. So my kids and everyone else's kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, you know, I hope we'll be able to see uh, the things that I see, you know, as far as animals go and birds and stuff. And we've got to take care of it. And um, I I think we could all do a better job um, moving forward with that. Golf courses in Missouri are, are still open. What do you think it means to the people of your community 
in a time like this to step on the golf course and be in a natural environment and see the things that they see? What have you thought about how powerful of a place that the golf course is, especially right now? You know, I haven't haven't thought about it a whole lot. Um, I know that uh, a few of the golfers that I've talked to here recently are, are thankful that we're open and they're thankful that we're taking all of the precautions that we're taking. Uh, things have drastically changed. We've done, you know, lots and lots of different modifications around the course um, to where people are not making contact with anything. And uh, people are doing a good job. People are staying away from each other. And we have signs up reminding people. The guys in the pro shop, Jim and Aaron and Kyle, they've done a great job on this front as far as um, sanitizing everything, carts after they're used, um, putting protocols into place. Those three guys have just they have done an awesome job with keeping the golf course open and doing well, and, and the golfers are happy. They're, they're happy to be out. You know, we got guys that are working in the morning. They're coming out and walking 9 or 18 in the afternoon. They enjoy the, the, the sun and the warm and 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 they're they're happy to be out have the wind wind blowing and uh it, it's i think it's it's helped with a lot of people's uh uh you know mental status it, it helps people to be outside for sure what's next for you and your team what have you thought about what other things you want to do to to make your course um even more environmentally friendly have you thought places where you can add pollinator plots or, or bird boxes what do you where else do you want to take this thing isaac yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of tapped out as far as space mm-hmm. on, on bluebird houses go. We do have some more areas that are areas that we just kind of let grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, we've, we, I've got several places in mind, several more acres um, that we'd, we'd like to do pollinator plots in. Um, we're going to just, we're just going to keep the pedal to the metal and, and, and keep doing it. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it's so important and so crucial to the environment uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving forward and uh, keep doing what we're doing yeah last thing here Isaac if a colleague came up to you and said hey I want to try some of these things at at my golf course you've talked about the, the time commitment but what what resources are out there for him or her to uh, start moving in the direction that you've been in in a long time yeah so here in Missouri and I assume that you know it's pretty um, Across the board, across the United States, through the Missouri Department of Conservation, I know other other states have departments of conservation. There are people like Ryan Lukanoff with Missouri Department of Conservation. That's their job, mm-hmm. is to come out and get involved with you. So, as a homeowner, or a, uh, if you know, if you got five acres, or you got a hundred acres, or whatever you want to do, they can help you through that process. And there are cost share programs available to help you pay for it. Um, th- there's lots of different programs out there. Marcus Gray with Monarchs in the Rough, like I said, they're distributing free milkweed seed um, for golf courses. Um, Bayer's got Feed2Be programs, and Genta's got a program. There's lots of good programs out there, and it doesn't take much to find them if you just start looking. Um, and get a hold of your local person. They can really walk you through these steps. I'm happy to, people can call me anytime. Um, I'm happy to help guys get through it. And, 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 you know, as long as you're patient, it's going to be fine. I understand guys at uh, country clubs have a little bit harder time doing this type of stuff than I do because members don't maybe always necessarily want a weedy, quote-unquote, looking area. And, you know, members are going to have to be patient. It's not going to look awesome the first year. 
You're going to see more color the second year, and the third year it's going to look really good. But um, you got to be patient. There is help out there. Like I said, I'm happy to help people. But there are local people in your community, if you can find them, and, and they should be easy to find, are more than happy to to help on these types of projects. Even if it just, even if you just start with a little butterfly garden that's got some milkweed in or something, start small, see how it goes, and if you want to expand, then absolutely do it. Well, Isaac, it was great to get you on the podcast, and congratulations on everything you and your team have achieved, and thanks a lot for the time, and good luck with your, your spring and summer season here coming up. Well, thank you, Guy. Thanks for having me on, and uh, look forward to talking to you again sometime.